Welcome to Ramplify, a student-centered, career-focused podcast hosted by the Center for Career Equity, Development, and Success at Suffolk University. This podcast is used to highlight the resources offered in the university's career center while amplifying the voices of everyone who contributes to our vibrant community. The business school has come a long way since being established at Suffolk University in 1937. As an institution, we have grown and changed, providing students with a variety of majors and minors in undergrad and graduate studies. Looking ahead, what does the future hold for our business school? Where do we stand among the other universities in the Boston area? Our guest speaker for today is Sawyer Business School Dean Aim Singh, who was named Dean in July 2020. Dean Singh joined us to tell us more about her background in higher education and the new directions the Sawyer Business School is taking. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Christina. Here today with Dean Singh. A little bit about myself is I am a junior in the Surrey Business School. I'm majoring in global business marketing, and I'll give it to Dean Singh to introduce herself. Okay. Thank you, Christina. It's so great to be here talking to you. I am Amy Zhang, the Dean of the Surrey Business School. I joined Suffolk University during the pandemic at the end of July 2020. So I call myself Pandemic Dean. So far, so good. And I'm happy to to have this opportunity to share some of my thoughts with you today. It's a pleasure having you here. What inspired you to pursue your career in higher education and what drew you to Suffolk University? That's a great question because it always gives me an opportunity to reflect on my career. And I get asked by that question quite often, right? Because I've been spending 26 years at higher ed and my students, my colleagues, my friends often ask me that question. Why did you choose to work in higher ed, right? And why are you in in Suffolk. So great question to begin with our conversation. So why did I choose higher ed? I think it started when I was a master's student at University of Washington in the graduate program. And my advisor, well, first of all, she was my professor first. I took her class. I was her TA. And eventually she also became my advisor of the master's thesis. So I spent a lot of time interacting with her and she really became my role model. And I was very inspired by her because back then she was young and knowledgeable, very warm, and I just wanted to be like her. So I thought, hmm, I would like to pursue that career too. I want to be a professor in college, which I did. After I finished my master's degree, I went on to pursue a PhD and became a professor right afterwards. So time has gone by so fast. Now I have spent over 26 years in the higher ed, never regretted it, my decision and choice. Nelson Mandela once said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. I wholeheartedly agree with that because over the past 26 years, I have taught so many students, right? They are all over the world pursuing their dreams and progressing through their career path. It's just so rewarding and gratifying every time when I hear back from them telling me how important education they received from me and how I inspired them to become who they are. So I feel that I have really chosen the best job in the world. So really, really happy and also honored to have the opportunity to work in higher ed. I definitely enjoyed teaching and research when I was a faculty member. And now as a leader in higher ed, I can see more aspects and different 
angles of the higher ed. So I'm still learning and still enjoying learning and trying to make some impacts as much as possible. So what drew me to Suffolk University? That's also a very good question. When I saw the opening position for the dean of the Sora Business School, I was just very fascinated by a couple of facts associated with Suffolk University and also Sora Business School, especially the two focuses, right? One is the global education focus. The other is the experiential education focus, because those two areas are always my passion. And I have been just spending my whole career working on those. I thought, wow, that's a good match with my interests and background and experience. And of course, the location, Boston, is always a very exciting place to be. I am a city girl, and I've been living in Massachusetts actually for over 23 years. Back then, I thought I knew Boston pretty well. I just wanted to be closer to Boston when I applied for the job. After I started here, I realized I actually didn't know Boston that well. So I've been trying to immerse myself in Boston, the vibrancy of the city, also the vibrancy of the campus, because this is my first time working in an urban campus, my fourth place in my career. But it's very different from all the three places I have worked at before. I think the location really is just fabulous for a business school. And I can elaborate on that as we continue the conversation. Basically, the to the focus, the global education focus, the experiential education and fascinating location were the initial places and attractiveness to me. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm part of this vibrant community and also part of a great city to prepare our students for their future. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If you can elaborate more on what distinguishes the Sawyer Business School from other business schools here in Boston, Massachusetts? That's a very important question because for any institution or organization, differentiation is the key, right? Also get asked by that question a lot. And also as a leader, I constantly think about how Sora Business School can distinguish itself from the competitors. I think so far, I have realized that at least three areas that distinguish Sora Business School from the competitors. The very first really has to do with our location. We have the unrivaled location because within just walking distance and within a few minutes, you get to private sector, the financial district, the new startups in Seaport, and you see a state house and government center just nearby. And so this location really offers us the just wonderful opportunity, unparalleled opportunity to work with these multiple sectors. And the location also provides a great platform for us to create not only cross disciplinary, but cross sectorial collaborations, education, and research. I personally love to visit campuses wherever I go. So I have visited many, many campuses around the world. I have not seen any location like Suffolk University, like Sora Business School. I just feel that we are just so fortunate to have this wonderful location so that we can interact with multiple sectors simultaneously and easily. The second area that differentiates Sora Business School is the accreditation, the quality of of education we provide. And we are the only business school in the nation that has earned three accreditations for three sets of 
academic programs we are offering. These include not only the business programs, but healthcare management and public administration as well. It's not very well known. People don't even notice that. But we have been accredited by three very important agencies for these programs. And I think we should be very proud of this achievement. And again, as I mentioned, we are the only business school that has achieved that. So we should be really proud of that. And that's a really wonderful differentiation we have. And the third one, I do believe, is our faculty excellence. At the Sora Business School, we have 40% of the faculty that have international backgrounds and experiences. And 30% of the faculty come from different industries, having many practical experiences. With such a great faculty composition, students can really learn not only the theories and principles, but get exposed to practices and applications. And so the faculty really provide wonderful gateways to them, to the real world, and also to different aspects of the world. This is really a great asset we have. And the faculty we have not only are thought leaders, they publish in top journals. They also have many years of just practical experiences that can help students put things into perspectives so they can learn theory and the practice at the same time. I do believe our faculty is something we should be proud of, and then students should become friends with our faculty. So these three, I think the unrivaled location, the three accreditations we have, and also the excellent composition of faculty are really the differentiators. I also believe there's a fourth one that's coming soon. We are still working on it and making sure we are formalizing that. The fourth one has to do with our educational approach. We want to describe it as an immersive learning approach where we really immerse our students in the real world settings, right? Whether that's a real world project, a client, a problem, or maybe just campus tour or corporate visit. All these opportunities will really help our students learn by doing, by discovering. I will elaborate on that more. I truly believe as we continue our effort in building our curriculum, expanding the experiential learning opportunities to our students, this fourth approach, the fourth item, the educational approach can be our differentiator in the near future. Something mm -hmm. that I would like to mention <laughs> is that mm -hmm. I do believe the location of Sofia University is one of the best ones. Yes. Like you said, we have so many sectors close by mm -hmm. the political sector, but it's the state house right there. We also yeah. have MGH right there. And right, something that exactly. I love about business is mm -hmm. that you can work in any industry. Yeah, always something you can run into someone in the street to talk to, right? Yes. Or you can visit the company very easily. And also you can obtain internship or even yes. full-time employment opportunities very easily. So this location really provides so much value and asset that many other places don't have. And something that you said about the faculty as well, mm. I can confirm that myself. Oh, that's great um, to hear. One of my classes, it was international business mm -hmm. and my professor, he was so experienced. He had mm -hmm. traveled the world. Many of them speak multiple languages. Yeah, yeah. Right? He was like from Venezuela and mm -hmm. I learned so much from him. He mm -hmm. was definitely somebody I kept connections with as well. That's I think great. He that's was was a good inspirational person. Mm -hmm. Also, I even asked him to share his background. He came from nothing, mm -hmm. and it was amazing to me how far he had gone. Right, right. That's, so I definitely love the yeah. diversity of faculty mm -hmm. here at Suffolk University. So right. this is to myself. And when we try to expand the global education, right? So faculty are the first participants, right? So they have a lot of experiences to share. So yes. <laughs> it's very natural for us to expand that, our effort in that direction. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Can you tell us what are some of the values 
values that the suburban school has stood for in the past, and where do you see these values going in the future? That's a very thoughtful question. I think the history of every institution is something we always want to learn. So Sawyer Business School, as you know or may not know, was founded in 1937, while、well, 31 years after the university, what the initial law school was started. Right, the whole university history can be traced back to 1906, and the mission of the university from the very beginning is to provide access and opportunity to students, to any learners that want to learn. So I think that particular value, which to provide access and opportunity to all students, is something we definitely treasure and want to continue. And for example, this new semester, right, we welcomed larger class, and not only that, we have actually bigger first-gen student population and also more students with color. So I'm just so happy to see them during the orientation sessions, and also I think this indicates our effort to really provide good access to students that want to come here to study. So at the same time, we also want to be continue being part of the university's effort to build a more equitable and sustainable world. So through our education, through our partnerships, through our outreach, we try to make very positive impacts on the society. So that's the first set of value we definitely want to continue. Right? They were established in the past, but we have been trying to expand and continue that effort. And the second is the transformative experience or learning experience we like to offer to our students. And the founder of the university had this idea to blend academic knowledge with practical skills. That was the initial philosophy, and has really made huge impact on our efforts in our education. So students come here probably with not many preparation. They don't come from wealthy families, so the starting point for them may be fairly low. But we are hoping that our education will transform them and prepare them to be successful in their career. So the transformative experience is another set of value we like to build on and continue. In terms of the new efforts, I officially started. First year experience last year, so this is part of the transformative experience we would like to offer for students that will need to go through the entire journey here. So the first year is really critical and provides a foundation for them to continue here. So we're building a number of activities, we're looking at the curriculum, and also encouraging the best faculty to interact with our students so that they can create a strong sense of belonging, engagement, security, and purpose. So basically, the first year experience is to get students engaged and excited of being here, and they would like to continue their journey here. And then the rest of the journey, of course, has many many elements, right, including both social and professional experiences. But as an academic unit, we focus on curricula, both co-curricula, extracurricula, and also the core curriculum itself. These are all important touch points for us to prepare students for their future career. So I will ask. Actually, have more to comment on that, but I think basically the transformative experience is something we like to offer through the Sawyer Business School. And the third set of values has to do with innovation and change. This may sound a little cliche, but business schools have always been at the forefront of preparing students to be innovators, right? To be change agents. We are also part of that effort. So Sawyer Business School has always tried to prepare our students to be innovative change agents. What's going to 
be not necessarily different, but what we are trying to do more is we're hoping our students can really make positive impacts on the world or on the communities where they will live in or work at. So they should have this social mindset, societal mindset, and also the ambition to make positive impacts when they leave the campus and serve the society. So innovation and change are something we definitely continue and also are trying to add more dimensions to that. In terms of the new curriculum, by the way, we have been revising the undergraduate core curriculum. So you are a junior now, so yeah. you may not see <laughs> the new curriculum. The new curriculum will be launched next fall. And one of the major changes we are trying to do is to integrate more elements related to innovation and entrepreneurial mindset and also civic mindset into our curriculum so that students can start thinking as early as possible how they can go through this educational journey how they can make impacts in the near future. <laughs> I definitely love that mm -hmm. as myself who mm -hmm. has worked in a nonprofit mm -hmm. for four years already since oh, I was wow. 16. Mm -hmm. I've been working at a nonprofit. Right. Mm -hmm. And going into the business school, I was like, all right, how can I do business with purpose? How can business help others? Right. And mm -hmm. I really love that you're focusing on that. How can mm -hmm. we also be social? Right. How can we make a social impact with business? Mm -hmm. So I definitely love that. I'd yeah. love to hear that. That's that's a great point. A lot of business skill sets, knowledge and tools can be applied to different settings and different sectors, right? So even if you study at business school, the toolkit you obtain from or you acquire from the business school can actually apply to many other sectors. So I'm glad to hear that you have been working in the nonprofit for several years and you've been using the business skills and, and also knowledge to help the nonprofit organization. Yes. Another mm -hmm. thing I'm going to mention is, and correct me if mm -hmm. I'm wrong, you mm -hmm. mentioned how to be transformative because mm -hmm. a lot of the students come here and most of them don't come from much and that is including me. So mm -hmm. I do want to say that that's such an important thing for the school to focus on because mm -hmm. students want to get a great education and also to be affordable. And I definitely say that my first year here at Suffolk, it was, let's say, transformative. Mm -hmm. I was able to connect with professors that guided me here where mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. in the Career Center as a career ambassador. So I definitely got that support that first year that made me get mm -hmm. out there mm -hmm. and do more for the university. That's something I'm very grateful for. Yeah, yes, yeah, so nice to hear that. I also feel that that's the kind of impact we can make through our education. Yes. So going back to the initial point I mentioned, right? Education is a most powerful weapon which you can change the world, right? So I guess I I need to stay longer to see that impact, but I already feel very proud whenever I hear students say, "Well, I came here with very little, right? Yes. No resource, no background, but then after the four years of education, I've learned so." much. I created my network. I connect with a lot of people. I have so much just knowledge and also I have great skill sets. So I feel more confident to compete in the world. So that's the kind of the lift up we want to give students. <laughs> so you are a great example. Now going on to our next question. So I've heard the Surrey Business School is reviewing its messaging to students and the wider Suffolk community. Could you tell us a bit more about these changes 
and why it is important. The goal of the messaging is to better articulate the brand and the differentiation of the Sorbonne Business School. So even though we've been around for 85 years, things are changing quickly, right? The society, the, the world are changing. So how can we stay competitive in the world, right? And business education landscape is also increasingly complex and complicated. We always need to think about our image, our reputation, our brand. So I think it's time now for us to articulate our brand and also increase awareness of our brand. And that's the main purpose of the messaging. So you will see actually a lot of efforts coming out from this project. So I can give you a little bit more information. And for the coming months and weeks and actually maybe even years, we're going to blast out a big campaign <laughs> talking about this new message. So the importance is very straightforward, right? We just want to stay competitive. We also hope to stay known by competitors and by also our students and all the stakeholders. The new message really articulates the brand of the business school from three perspectives. So in other words, there are three pillars of our brand. The first is the integrated expertise, which again looks at the location advantages we have, the technical expertise of our faculty, and also the academic programs we offer. So as we talked about before, right, we are not just a generic business school. We actually incorporate public administration and healthcare management under the umbrella. It's a business school with much larger scope and also more purpose. And we do have the expertise, which is evidenced by the accreditations we have achieved. So we are very proud that the very first pillar of our brand is the integrated expertise. And the second pillar has to do with the educational approach I mentioned before. We call it immersive learning. We really want to bridge the gap between the classroom and the real world, trying to create more activities and exposures and opportunities for students to learn about the real world. So the immersive learning also has three pieces. One is immersive consulting. So we invite clients to come to the classroom to present their problems or challenges. They can come from different sectors, nonprofit, public, or business or government. They can present all kinds of problems to our students. And the students will work in teams to figure out a possible solution. And we do that actually from year one. As a freshman, students actually don't have much experience. They may be scared, right? Mm -hmm. How can they solve a problem immediately? But that's the mindset we want to give students. In the future new curriculum every year, there will be a major project or an immersive experience where we integrate multiple disciplines and multiple sectors into that exercise or into that project. So students, when they go through this training or education, their skills can be enhanced, reinforced, and expanded. So that's the immersive consulting, the first element of our educational approach. The second element is service learning, which emphasizes, again, our connections and our opportunities we like to give students with respect to, for example, nonprofit organizations or public sector. As you mentioned, you actually can learn more and also think about different career paths when you are exposed to nonprofit organization and other sectors. You would not just limit yourself to private or business sector, right? So in fact, there are many opportunities out there and many organizations that look for students with business degree. So the service learning really provides that platform for us to expose students to problems from different sectors. And I'm proud to say that the business school actually is a leader at service learning at the entire university. And we have six courses now that have been designated as service learning course. And 
our faculty are very aggressive and active in pursuing different partnerships with nonprofit or public sector organizations. So they present all kinds of problems to our students, and I think that's really fascinating. So this is something we're doing very well, and I hope we can do even more. So it would become our hallmark of our education. And the third piece is something actually has a long-standing foundation here, which is the global education. We plan to provide a bigger manual of choices for students to learn about the global problems and global challenges. We won't be limited to only global travel seminars.、Mm-hmm. So you are a global business major, right? Yes. I don't know if you have been on a global travel seminar course. Hopefully <laughs> next semester. Next semester, right? See, I know for various reasons, not many students are able to travel. So if we want to be a leader in global education, we have to think about other choices that are more affordable, more flexible for our students to participate. So we are in the process of developing more options for students to acquire global competencies. For example, international internships or independent study or research projects with faculty that work on problems related to international. Or you can participate in a mixed team of students from different countries or from our partner universities in the world. You can also work on a project that can be co-advised by Seoul Business School faculty and and another faculty from our international. Partner. So there are many ways. Actually, you can acquire international skills. So this is something we want to do. They are more flexible, and also hopefully they can fit in students' busy schedules more easily. So that's the second pillar: immersive learning. And the third pillar of our brand is business with purpose. And you mentioned that very well, described it very well. We want to be a force for good in the society, and we want to again part of the effort to create a more sustainable. An equitable society, and our students will also make positive impacts in their communities. So we are a business school with very important mission and purpose. So these are the three pillars of our brand. Just to sum up, integrated expertise, immersive learning as our main educational approach, and then business with purpose. Some things that I would like to mention、mm-hmm. from what you said, starting with the curriculum and、mm-hmm. how business students from their first year are.、Yeah. Exposed to a little bit of consultation, what recommendations could we give to companies?、Mm-hmm. And that's something I definitely got off first semester here at Suffolk University in my business foundations class. My professor was doing this. Okay, we're going to analyze Simon Property Group, and we're going to look at the foot traffic,、right. how it has decayed or how it has minimized since COVID.、Mm-hmm. What recommendations would you give to Simon Property Group on how to increase foot traffic?、Right. And we did all of that in detail as a group, and we were able. To present them to some of the professor's colleagues,、yeah. and. It was definitely a very good learning experience、mm-hmm. as well. Going into my sophomore year,、mm-hmm. the business case where you present to a company,、right. I present to Liberty Mutual.、Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go to the finalist, but I learned so much,、mm-hmm. and I think it is so important getting that experience because, like you said, you don't have experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we come here to school to learn to get that experience、right. and learn how to do it and、yes. get comfortable as well presenting our ideas and defending. Them. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important. Right. I know the final results may not matter that much. The process, right?、Yes. How you learn the problem and then approach a problem. How you can work with your team members together to figure out a possible solution. Actually, I know the two projects you mentioned very well. I was a judge actually.
actually for that first project. Really? <laughs> Probably I didn't judge your team. Yeah. I'm very aware of that project. And you can imagine as a freshman, right? You know nothing, but then you get to work together to figure out a solution using your common sense or you try to find information, right? Yeah. That's all part of learning. Then the second year, you mentioned this Liberty Mutual project. I heard so many great things about that project. And so again, you can see these different problems or companies, right, present different aspects of the real world and you get exposed to them and then you learn how to prepare yourselves, right? You And also you get to realize whatever you have learned in the classroom is actually very important. So that's, that's a great example. Thank you for sharing that with yeah. me. So glad to hear that. Thinking about the future of the Sawyer Business School from a career perspective, mm -hmm. how are students going to continue being connected with employers and how can there be a better connection between employers to students in the classroom? Career definitely is very important. I think one of the goals of education and because essentially we want to make sure students are prepared and have enough knowledge to start their career. And it's also something that we look at first and then we use the backward approach to look at how we design the curriculum. The first thing I like to mention is the new career center, the Center for Career Equity Development and Success. The center has been expanding tremendously over the past couple of years. I was just so happy that the university has been investing heavily in that particular center, and now it's very well staffed. So we've been working very closely with this center. And what I mean by that is we don't just talk about it. We're actually taking real steps. We have been incorporating the center in every aspect of the student's life cycle here, starting from recruiting. So at recruiting sessions, they are part of the team presenting the information about the center. And they also part of the speakers or speaking for the new student orientation at both undergrad and graduate levels. They are also faculty members, instructors in the classroom. So we involve them in the classrooms as well. For example, this semester, many sections of our career-related courses are taught by staff from Career Center. When students reach the stage where they want interviews, want to prepare for interviews or others, they are also part of this educational effort. We have really engaged them from the very beginning to the end. And I feel very proud that we have established such a close partnership. Faculty, students are just thrilled to see them in the classroom and also at different recruiting events. And the staff at the center are just so also in, so involved and are willing to be part of this. So I do believe this close partnership will benefit the students tremendously from their beginning to the end. And the second way we try to create more opportunities for students to learn about the real world, as I mentioned a little bit before, I can be a little bit more specific, include the experiential courses, right? We have actually a number of very practical courses, for example, practicum, internship, capstone, clinics, consulting clinic, and a couple of other extracurricular activities. These courses actually provide a context for students to learn how their technical knowledge and the career skills would go together. So we are in the process of formalizing these courses and we want to engage again the career colleagues into the classroom. And so when we talk about, for example, how to communicate with an employer or how to communicate with this client to learn about their needs, ex expectations, if you just talk about it, students probably won't get it very quickly. But if you do have a real client right there, <laughs> students can learn at the same time. 
time, not only about their technical challenges, but also how I can interact with the client so that I can provide useful solution or meaningful solution to them. These interactions actually can help students learn by doing and by practicing at the same time. I really am happy that we have several kinds of courses that can help us to do that. So in the past, we basically re just relied on faculty and then the company sponsors, but now we're going to include career colleagues into the conversations as well. I do believe these will also provide more opportunities for students to be career ready and to be even more confident. I mentioned the new curriculum before, right? So we are going to launch the new core undergraduate curriculum next fall. And this new curriculum is featured by flexibility, interdisciplinarity, and also just more opportunities for students to get real experience. So I'm very excited about that. As I mentioned, every year you will have a flagship experience where you can integrate soft skills and hard skills, right, or the technical skills into one exercise or one class. And then you can imagine if you do that, repeat it a few times, you will become much more confident and knowledgeable. And then you have so much to talk about when you meet with a potential employer. So these are some of the efforts we're doing. And I am very pleased with our efforts and also all the partnerships we have received from around the campus. I love these changes that are mm -hmm. coming into the business school. I'm, mm -hmm. Even though I'm a junior, I'm pretty excited <laughs> for the future students yeah. that will be able to experience what I have experienced and mm -hmm. even more. Mm -hmm. I actually just remembered the one thing that I okay. forgot about. Good. So you Came mentioned back. about mm -hmm. the travel seminars right. as a global student. It is required for mm -hmm. me to have global, global travel experience, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So I really liked hearing from you how there are different opportunities because not everyone can go do a study abroad mm -hmm. not everyone can take the time right. or don't have the money for it right. and it's something that I am greatly appreciating myself because I've been working throughout mm -hmm. school yeah. so definitely that travel seminar that you guys do in the spring semester during spring break is very beneficial and I am excited to experience it myself and it's also interesting to hear that you could also meet that requirement in different ways mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. an internship abroad working with faculty Faculty, mm -hmm. it's very interesting to me. A question that I have about that, however, is have you ever thought about a partnership with companies, let's say even locally or abroad, and the idea of having monetary compensation, especially with those abroad internships? Have you ever thought about that? Yes, it's on our radar. I know it would be very effective if we can find employers who can not only provide employment opportunity at the same time, they can also some financial support. We are exploring that opportunity, especially for global internships. If they are multinational companies, they have different sites around the world, mm -hmm. right? So if they can help place our students outside the U.S., that could be a great opportunity for our student. We are exploring that. And also, if you are just in the classroom, we can also create opportunity. As I mentioned, for example, we have a couple of classes that work with international partner universities. So same class there. Mm -hmm. And then students in two different countries actually work together on the same project mm -hmm. or same company-sponsored problem. And so they just interact virtually, yes. <laughs> but still as a team to figure out the solution. So that way you can learn from your peers about 
there are different perspectives. Even though you look at the same problem, they may have very different perspectives, right, from a different cultural angle. So that way you can learn some international elements, right, just from your peers by working with them virtually. So that doesn't take additional time and also doesn't require to pay additional fee. It's a regular class you take here. But then we want to create additional dimension where you can work with international students mm -hmm. to learn from each other. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's a way to get that exposure. I think mm -hmm. that is so important mm -hmm. as right. not only global business students, just business yeah, students for every in general. Yeah, yeah, because essentially everyone will become a global citizen. So knowing some just basic global knowledge or competency is important. And of course, for us, we really want to go beyond just a basic global awareness. We're hoping that students have the real skill sets and knowledge to tackle some of the global challenges. What advice would you give us business students mm -hmm. and regarding in, if whether we're first year, second year, mm -hmm. third year and going into our senior year, what advice would you give? I think my main advice is try to take advantage of the opportunities that you are presented and don't be shy and don't be afraid. When you're young, you try to do things without too many concerns or mm -hmm. constraints. As you continue this, you actually create many pockets of experiences. And then when you grow older, you start connecting the dots. So again, if any opportunity comes up, take it and try it and try to learn. That's how you grow your experience and how you build your portfolio and how you build up your confidence too. Especially as an educational institution, we actually provide a lot of opportunities. Students tend to say, I don't have time, I'm still overwhelmed and I can't handle more. It is important to prioritize, but at the same time, opportunities don't come all the time. So just always think about how you can take advantage of those opportunities. Thank yeah. you, Dean Sun. Thank you all for listening to us today. Mm -hmm. It was a very gratifying conversation with you today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at suffolk.edu slash career center and follow us on social media at suffolk underscore careers.